Stay away from people who don't who see for what you are. You need to find people that can see for what you can be, for what your potential is, and then you do the best with those people. Welcome to Making Conversation with me, Grant Bryden, a podcast about music, creativity, and careers. For this series, I've sat down with a range of artists and creative professionals in order to learn about how their unique experiences and perspectives can help us in our own creative and business practices. For this episode, I spoke to Rags Original. Last year, Rags put out his debut album, Nature, which was one of my favorites of the year and still one that I recommend to people on an almost weekly basis. He's an incredibly diverse producer and vocalist who makes timeless music that is rooted in feeling and doesn't sound like anyone else. Rags is also at the centre of the Mini Kings Collective, which features a lineup of similarly exciting, genreless artists, including Oscar World Peace, Carte, and Benji Flow. We talked about the evolution of taste, building a movement, mentorship, the importance of artist development, and his ambition to create a trust fund for black female creatives. So the, the first question that I've been asking on a lot of these is, um, what what is your like what's your first memory of music what's the first music that like affected you in some way music um probably probably like disney films right yeah yeah yeah, yeah i think like disney films was definitely like a turning point like i always knew that i just loved the melodies yeah and i i, lo- I just really loved the songs i think i think everyone loved the songs as children but i think I think I really love the songs. Yeah. So it's like, that's when I knew, uh, like, I just love melody. I keep trying to, to like, you know, like sing these melodies. Like, it's affecting me, like, this music stuff. I knew it was deeper than just, you know, just a cartoon or, you know, films yeah, that yeah, I watched yeah. on television. I think that's when I knew. Yeah. Yeah. What Was there any specific ones that you remember affecting you more than others with the Disney stuff? Um, What, are you talking about when I was... Yeah. My first ever time yeah, yeah, thinking, yeah. man, that's such a crazy memory. Um, all right, so let's say, you know, we can get into like, you know, So Solid, if that's the case. Okay. You know, like, that. Oh, it's, a, it's a lot later in time, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But um, probably like Eminem, Eminem's album, the Marshall Mavis LP was like the first part of music that affected me. But I don't know if I even liked it. I think it was just so popular that, Right. I got into it. I think a lot of things were like that at that time, you know, Eminem, and then you had to get into Exhibit, because, you know, then you had to get into Dre and Snoop. You just had to know everyone. So it's like, I know all the words to a lot of their first earlier albums just because I played it as like default. So yeah. I can't tell you whether I liked it or not, but right. I just knew it because I don't, that's crazy. Some of that stuff hasn't particularly aged well, I think. No, well, it depends. Um, I think because you get older and know who you are because as a kid I'm a consumer so you don't you don't know what you like and that's a fact yeah. because if, if I listen to like some of the songs I used to listen to now uh, uh, like Eminem tunes or whatever it's like I don't like them like at all maybe because I've become my own person or whatever but I understand how kids consume yeah it's not like anything to do with like taste it's just you're know, this is popular so you just consumer. I was a consumer in music. I really did like some songs that I thought. I yeah, think, of I, I think I really like this. But growing up, it's like, all right, I actually like two out of the fifteen. Right. The rest was just scripture. You know, yeah. like Bible. You have to know it. Do you know what I'm saying? Of so, yeah. And do you think? Because I think I had a similar 
journey with regards to the sort of Eminem into Dre. And then I think with hip hop, because there's so many featured artists, it's like you end up in this sort of family tree of just like following. It's like this artist featured here. So I listen to this person's album. And then the next thing you've got like 20 records. There was like, uh, yes, there was Eminem. Then there was D12 album, which I also bought. First album I ever bought was um, 50 Cent's Get Rich or Die Shine. I actually go to the shop to buy it. And I definitely liked some songs. That, that's an yeah, album yeah, I yeah. actually liked. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, I know I like this tune, you know what I'm saying? And then next one was probably so solid. Right. You know, and then probably D12. I think those were my first three ever albums I actually purchased my own money. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what was your, like, what was your household like with regards to music? Was there a lot of music? Yeah. At home? A lot, man. Like my dad, a jazz musician, played bass. So he was always playing like jazz music and soul music. And my mum, you know, she's like super religious. So gospel, anything gospel. But then she also liked like country music. So there's a lot of Dolly Parton, Jim Reeves. Like I know all the words to every Dolly Parton song alive today. Right. Word for word, you know what I'm saying? And then and then my sister was very into like the 90s, R&B, anything like that. My older sister. So, but they were like, everyone really listens to music. So it's like, if you go in my sister's room, she'll have her own music playing. My mum might have her own thing going on, whether she's in her room or like headphones, or whatever. Then my dad used to like, just play the music out loud. So it's like, it's just music, music, but not as in, it's just everyone liked it. It was just like a thing Yeah. in my house. So yeah, that's what my house was like. What was your like, cause I guess like you're listening to this like rap music and I guess I'm so solid. Mm. What, at that time, like, what was your attitude to the other music in the house? Did you did you it, like it as well, or it, it was cool? It was like, oh, this is the, it was, but you know, as as a kid, it's always like, oh, that's cool, man. That's what my mum listens to. Or, it, you like it for bands, but you kind of like it. But it's like, I can't like this because I'm a kid and they're yeah. adults. So, no, I don't like that. But you know, I know it. Do you get what I'm saying? That's how you actually because it's like, no, this is what we listen to. We're kids. We like this kind of stuff. It's always separate, but. Either way, you still learn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As it's playing, you get what I'm saying? You yeah, still yeah. know the song, but it's never for your age. I guess it was a lot more you know, mature. I mm. guess R&B was mature, like teenagers, real teenagers. Yeah, yeah, and then Dolly Parton and stuff is like, I wouldn't get caught dead telling one of my friends that Yeah, I even know this song. You know, I should be quiet. You know what I'm saying? So, and then like the jazz music, because it was like, yeah, my dad was always like, well, if I want to be, um, you know, like extravagant or like you know what's the what's the right word for it bougie it's like bougie thing it's like you don't know about jazz this is jazz you know what i'm saying yeah (laughs) that was my relationship with music so like it was interesting i think the thing that you said before about like you were just liking music because it was what you had to like or you didn't really know if you liked it when do you think you started to develop an actual taste um a taste. I didn't really have a t- uh, a, a taste in music until I kind of grew up, man. Until I kind of started to try and make it. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah, I, yeah. I found what I like now, but it advances as it goes along. I know I've always followed melody to an extent, and obviously, like rap culture is a part of my culture growing up. You know, I started off in grime, so it was like. Those are my avenues of making music. I always know the melodic parts and the more beautiful sounding kind of music was always what I'd gravitate to. It was either that or like 
super intense and dark. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's like the taste grows because, you know, my taste now isn't what my taste was last year. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Only a few things survive the test of time. You know, it's like you're growing and kind of learning yourself, I guess, becoming more of, of yourself. Yeah. yeah like refi- do you think you're like refining it as you go along? Yeah, yeah, I'm refining Or do you're broadening? It's broadening and refining at the same time. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, because yeah. it's always elevating. So when I listen to music, I always listen to learn things. Once mm. I've learned it all, it, it's like... It's like being in school, you know, like I'm in year eight and then when you go to year nine, you know, I, I expect the year nines to be playing, you know, significantly different than the year eights. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? And yeah, that's yeah. how I keep it. It's like, you know, sometimes you go away. I say now I'm in like year 11 and some people still make music like this. It's like in year nine, not because it's, like it's, it's bad music or anything. It's just they haven't done anything new or there's nothing else to learn. Mm. So some people listen to music to escape and do other things. I actually just try and listen to like, just learn, you know, it's yeah. like I don't need to have, I can listen to music I don't really like, just there's other things happening in it. Sometimes I prefer something that I've never heard as opposed to like, keep playing constant music, you know what I'm saying? I get bored quite quickly. Yeah. But, you know. Do you have classics that you kind of go back to or do you think that those things yeah, are not of interest? Th- th- um. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a few um classics, you know what I'm saying? There, you know, fifty cents albums classics, you know, a few Kanye classics. So solid the first album, you know, Dizzy Rascal, uh, you know, Miss Dynamite, you know, those are like um classics for that time. Yeah. And then we have like modern day classics which, you know, I go back to constantly, you know, but as um my favourite album favourite albums of recent is probably um Tame Impala one. The Currents, and then it was probably like Conan Moccasin. Um, I, I really love those two albums. Those are like my favorite. Right. Like, oh, yeah, I love this. This is like complete for me. Yeah. 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 What well, at what point do you did you go from being someone who's consuming music to someone who wants to create music, and how did you like begin that journey? Yeah, my family man, Double uh, S. He's um. He's an artist, yeah, yeah. And obviously I used to go to his house a lot to get out. His mum was my childminder, you know, me and right. my little brother after school and stuff, innit? And he was in like a crew called Shoddy Crew, old school, real old school. And then I saw they was making beats on Fruity Loops. I didn't know what the hell it was, but there used to be like 15 men in the house, just in his front room, just chilling. And they'd be using this program to make beats. And I saw it, I was like, rah, what, what is this? Like, I want to try and... I want to try and see what this is all about. Do you get what I'm saying? So at the time, it was floppy disks we were using them days, innit? Yeah. So yeah. I tried to, I tried to like take, I didn't know you had to install programs. Yeah. So I thought you could just take the shortcut that it creates, copy it, and then it's going to work when you get home. So <laughs> I put it on my floppy disk, went home, put it on, I was like, yeah, here's the thing, I copied it. It didn't work. You know? yeah. I didn't know you had to have like a EXE installation file. I was like, what the hell is this stuff? And then, Finally got it together on the floppy disk and I just started ch- like self-teaching myself like how to use it and how to get better. But that was my first encounter. I might have been like, yeah, six. I found out about Fruity Loops and then yeah, yeah, seven, I probably started trying to use it. Yeah, six, yeah. can you imagine? 
It should have been. It would be at six because that's the only time people could have fifteen people in their house. Yeah, can't have that in this day and age. So, was it at six? It would have been. You know, it wouldn't be at seven because it was year six. Yeah, I think throughout that summer holiday. Right. That's when I discovered um, FL. It would have been FL two. We're in um, thirteen or twelve now. That would right. have been three loops two. Okay. Yeah, rough. So. And what what kind of what kind of sounds were you trying to make then? Grime, right? Grime, garage, anything grimy. You know, it can have like five things happening in the whole beat, as long as it sounds grimy and like a couple snares and it feels skippy. That's that's all we kind of needed. You know, you can make beats in a finished beat in five minutes, and that's it. You know, because there weren't much technicals to it. It's just like yeah, kick, snare. Where's the bass, sub? You know what I'm saying? Vibe, yep. Spit the bar, drop your lyrics, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I was looking to make, you know. That I think it didn't even click into me that like you could add other melodic stuff in music. I always saw it as, yeah, some people make music and then we just make this. Right. I never even saw it as something to look They were pursue. almost like separate. Separate, things. completely yeah. separate. It was like, I know we do this. They make music. When you hear that thing on the radio, that's just something you can't do and you never will do. It just didn't even cross my mind. It was right. like, we do this. This is how we make music because that's just the way. You see what I'm saying? It's strange when I thought of that, but... Yeah. And were you? when did you start to, to actually record vocals as well? Um... Was I that mean, around that time it, or was it, it a lot it, later? No, no, it was a long, it was in like year eight, I think, or something. Okay. I made my first dub with, funny enough, man, it's so funny. I made my first dub with this guy called Nathan, who owns a barbershop now, uh, Smith's Hair Studios. Him and actually Benji. Right. Which is strange because I didn't know him that well those days. It was just like Nathan's friend that lived on his road. Right. He went by another name at the time as well as myself and we made a dub like a man will spit like 34 bars not even equal yeah, yeah, like 34 yeah. bars and man will come in and do 15 you know and then man will do 18 and then go again like everyone has like their go it was super loud and just scream made it on his laptop um through and the mic we didn't have a mic we had a um webcam right webcam microphone yeah that's what we used to record it and i, I don't even know what we was using it wasn't even like a I don't even know if it was a music software. You know them really simple things you can download just to record? Yeah. To press the record button. Like Audacity. And Basically, like it was something yeah, like yeah. Audacity. So we put that in there, just put the beat and then press record and we'd all record. So in you're the kind same. of recording the beat out of the speakers back into the... No, we put the beat in. We knew okay. how to drag the beat in. But then we'd all record on the same line, like on the same stem. So it wasn't like chop take, rags take. Nah. We all go on the mic as if we're on the set, do our bit, and then my man will just jump in. We'll even press stop. My man will just jump in and we're all on the same lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? The whole tune and just do it like it's like ready and then everyone just move out the way. He comes and does his thing. Yeah, that's like the first thing I ever recorded. And that's Benji life. Flow as well, just for like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Benji Flow, you know, but it's funny. Yeah, yeah, because that, that was a very long time ago. You got wow, yeah. yeah. And And at what point do you think that those two things you described before, like the music side and the grime, the what you could make. When do you think that those first started to sort of blur together? 
Um, maybe like as as I kept making music, I found ways to like add melodic parts into it. But it was like there were so many transitions of it because I thought everything had to be in like a grime form. I was always trying to put it in that, and it's like kind of sandwiches. You know, like how much you can actually put within the music, you know. So it's like it's just so gradual. From uh, I had like old mixtapes and stuff. Anything you hear from me from back in the day is gonna have like crazy melodies in there. But it wasn't like defined until like college times. Um, what do you think made your mindset be like that, where it has to fit into that kind of grime form? Because that's what we we did. Yeah, and that's that's what we did in it as kids and. That was our culture. When we make music, we make grime, and everything else is just everything else. We didn't even really call it. We didn't call it grime then. Like, it didn't even have a name. I yeah. don't even know where grime. I don't even really know where that term even came from. It didn't have a name. Yeah. You, you didn't go studio and tell someone you made a grime tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just went to studio and said, "Here's my new song." So the whole grime thing. I think from what I understand that kind of came from journalists trying to put something probably it's like because when I listen to like Rough Squad you know like uh, you know like all them old like Rough Squad then there was like Meridian you know like I didn't say I'm listening if someone asks me what you're listening to I'll say Meridian or like Rough Squad that's what I'm listening to yeah I wouldn't say I'm listening to grime, grime music. No, nah, I'd just say I'm listening to Dizzy Rascal. I'm listening to, you know what I'm saying? There weren't no term of it. And it's like, I feel like the grime word is quite, I don't know, it's like, it's, like, it's quite, it, it just sounds so, it's just so grimy. Like, it's like, it was just music, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was just, yeah, yeah. that's all we did, innit? So it's like, I think the term, I don't even know when that. Yeah, because I remember reading an interview where like Dizzy Rascal said when he made Boy in the Corner, he was trying to make like three six mafia type stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Like it's not. He wasn't trying to go. Oh, this is what. Nah, the man. Set of the, rules yeah, is. yeah, I think the grime word kind of boxed everything in. To be honest, because we just made what we interpreted was sick. So it's like, bro, if I go studio, I'm gonna make something that I believe is sick, and everyone else would think is sick. But there was no box. There weren't no rules. It was like, yeah, bro, like Dizzy would spit on beats at like one, two, four BPM. It was just Dizzy Rascal. It wasn't, there was no like rules around what he was doing. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, yeah. But I guess it fit into a sort of UK leaning yeah, let's sound. Say UK music. That's yeah. that's way better way of putting it, man. We're just making that like, UK stuff, what we listen to and what we do over here in UK. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is probably a lot later, but like I found stuff where like, you know, you've done stuff with like Dej Loaf or whatever. Yeah. How did how did you start that transition into into the more um, hip hop stuff? I guess. Uh, you know, I don't know. The Dej Love story is like I had like I used to always do like a um, a free beats zip folder. Right. Yeah, you know, back in the day, you could only like put zip folders up. That's how you know if someone was downloading your stuff, innit? So I had like a free beats volume one, free beats volume two. Lord knows how she found one of the volumes uh, and then vocal like two of the songs and she just messaged me like yo like I vocaled your songs like we're gonna shoot a video to it and I was like oh yeah cool man just some American girl 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just yeah, thought, yeah. oh, just some American girl wants to. I didn't even. It was the internet was such a different place. It wasn't even like as broad. I didn't even. I didn't even use. She messaged me on Twitter, and it's like I didn't even use Twitter. Twitter weren't like a thing you used, didn't it? It was like right, yeah. Twitter was like for like nerds, like or people that just was really into the computer. Yeah. It wasn't seen as a general place. It's like where like you know the concept of or you just go in and just say something yeah and then look at other people saying stuff that like the concept of twitter was so like premature at the time you know so yeah that's how that came about anyway three beats volume one and then she messaged me and then they shot the tunes and it's like she's just always been there and it was always cool and then one day she, her tune just started blowing up yeah. literally yeah yeah so i've done it for a long time man your music to me it doesn't sound like the aim is to make UK music, but it do also doesn't sound like you're trying to make a music that really is like any, it doesn't really have a geographical mm. location to mm. me. It just sort of sounds like your thing. And so, and I, and I feel like you are kind of globally minded. You're not trying to make music for like one area. Nah, I don't even know. I've always been like that though, as, as a musician, I've always liked testing myself and like, bringing new p vibes to people yeah like finding new ways to like challenge people and challenge the audience so I, I feel like uh i represent the others uh, like the rest of the world you get what i'm saying it's yeah. like we're in such a small-minded place where everyone feels they have to be a certain way and it's like nah man we can there's not everyone wants to trap you know not everyone wants to shot not everyone wants to like wear a chain Everyone wants to live like that, do you know what I'm saying? Like, the, you know, like what's in front of us. Some people just, just actually want to live a normal life and enjoy other things, innit? But there's no like theme music to, that represents them, do you know what I'm saying? Like people that want to branch out because yeah. it's small-minded stuff as well. It's like keeps you here, but the world is a big place as well, do you know what I'm saying? So I don't know why I make the music I make, to be honest. Like it's just what comes natural to me and I, I feel like it's more of a responsibility that I have more than like, um, it's more of a responsibility than like something I want to do. Because if it's something I wanted to do for me, I'd just make what everyone else is making. Yeah. Quickly, do you get what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, I have my chance, whatever, get my P's or whatever, because it's like a system that works. It's a formula that works. The fact that I'm still here making different kind of vibes and the fact that I've been allowed to be here, like, you know, somehow God has created a way where I'm able to, make this so i owe it to myself it's like i've actually been put in the position where i can try and make a difference yeah so why not that might be what i'm here to do do you get yeah, what i'm saying yeah. so it's, it's deeper than me mm -hmm. it's ain't for me like it's for for them it's for everyone else yeah because it feels like that mindset is probably what means that like a set of beats that you make and upload as a zip file can end up with some american girl who makes yeah do you know what i mean yeah, yeah 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 and it doesn't and no one kind of spots it and goes why is she on the uk tune? yeah yeah do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. it's like because i think like i said before i think your music just sounds like you it doesn't really sound like anything yeah that you would link to a place my dream is to like my dream is to just wake up one day and we've got like at least 20 20 more chart-topping individuals who were not, where I can't put my finger on why they got that perspective. 
Yeah. That's the most exciting thing, man. Someone with a new perspective to bring to the table, something else you can learn. That's my dream. It's like, if I can be the, one of the people that help start it off, fair enough. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like, that, that's what I would really love to have in music. Because other than that, I wouldn't make it because it's just, it's, it's boring. <laughs> it's so boring, man. Like, music is like, you know, like, I don't know, it's subjective to opinion, but for me, it's just like, come on, man. Like, too easy the stuff we were talking about before the uk music is still very like rap music focused mm. at what point because i know now your music the music you listen to is like a lot broader yeah. i know we've talked about like swedish pop music and stuff like that mm. at what at what point do you think that you started to like broaden the stuff that you were listening to probably uh college times so a few albums came out. It was like that first Lauren Vula album that really changed how I looked at music. And you know what really helped me? Um, blogs, man. Right. The blog days, man. That that was everything. Like, all of that was it. Uh, I used to go every day religiously, bruv. Hype track. That's not even around no more. Yeah. Pigeons and Planes. Hype track, Pigeons and Planes. And what's the other one? There's another one. Crack. Crack in the Road or something? Or Crack Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kraken Road had like indie, more indie, indie music, where Hype Track had kind of everything, a bit urban, but a, a little bit alternative. And Pigeons and Planes always had just alternative artists majority of the time. And every day without fail, I'd go and check the blogs. Every day. If I missed yeah. a day, I'd go back until I find exactly what I had. And it's like, I kept finding new music like that. And I got obsessed with like, continuing to find like new music. I think college, yeah, college times. What were you studying at college? Oh, fuck knows, man. Um, <laughs> bro, I don't even remember. What did I do in college? Oh, I did business. Okay. Rubbish, man. You know what I'm saying? I did a business thing. So none of the music has come from the education system? Nah, man. Nah. Everything's been just self-taught. Yeah. Yeah, like... I don't know. If you want to make music, you shouldn't really go and study it. It's yeah. not something to start. I think it's quite a waste of time. You know, you don't need to... Not study it in that way, but I guess not you still way. study. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not, not like to get a but degree yeah. in music. No, yeah, yeah. no, wasting time. Wait, let me not say that. Actually, you know, do your thing. Whatever, whatever works for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are the earliest things that you made that you feel like you can stand by now that you feel like represent you properly and aren't just like you like learning? Everything, man. Yeah, yeah. I think everything. I've never, I've never put out something that I don't, you know, there's probably some rubbish on on YouTube somewhere. You know, and when you hear it, you'll just know it's rubbish. So you, uh, he didn't mean that, but you know, ever since like, uh, you know, uh, I think Oscar, Oscar, when I first started working with Oscar, that's when we started to get like a a, a consistent flow of some decent stuff that we kept putting in. So from the Oscar World Peace era, right? Yeah, yeah. Moving on. Things got better. I think musically we started putting out things that we really liked, yeah. Yeah. One of the other things I'm interested in is like this this kind of thing that I've that I've noticed of like if you fit into a genre, mm. it's easier at the start, mm. but then you might not necessarily go that far because there's a lot of other stuff. Whereas when you don't fit into a genre, it's kind of an uphill battle, but the rewards may be bigger at the end. 
and I wondered what your perspective is on that because it's very hard to describe to somebody what you do um yeah I just some people say that you know anything worth having is 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 not easy at the same time it's like music is just as you get into music as a, and you've done it for a while you understand that it's a lot more I, I, I don't know some people might have it easier than me so they probably have a total different opinion I always see music as more of like a psychological thing because you have to be in such you've got to really be in the mix in the mix of whatever's happening because you've got to understand how we think how we feel at the time you know what season is it winter summer how does this feel and how things will resonate with people and it's just it's just like mind tricks that's how I look at music it's like yo, this might, it might someone might have another opinion let me not say that but I just see it as like You've really got to be in the mix. You know, by the time you get to a certain point in the music, you know what you need to do to have it here. You know it. You know it. You know the ingredients. You know what you need to say. You know what you need to speak about. So whether you don't do that or not, it's just a decision. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? So it, it is tougher for people that try and do the more left kind of stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, because... That's just what it is. Everybody's used to like everybody's culture. Everyone knows what they want to listen to. We're used to what we're fed on the radio. The kids know what they like. We all know what we like. Nothing is pushed in front of us. As like back in the day, where like you'd have like Oasis. I don't. I don't know why I know Oasis. I like their yeah. songs, but pff, why do I know them? Why? Why do I like feel like that's something relevant to me? I've grown up and I don't listen to Oasis albums, but I still like their music. But it was in front of me, even stuff like Basement Jacks, because I was just more focused on So Solid, Heartless Crew and stuff. That's what I wanted, you know, like Garage and Grime Tunes, Oxide and Neutrino. That's what I'd love to hear in front of me, but everything else was still in my face because we never used to have like the access of, I don't like that song, I'm going to stream something else. The access weren't there. You had to wait for like your favourite video to come on. So you just have to wait after, wait for Robbie Williams, you know, Ronan Keating, and then you might see, you know what I'm saying, Missy Elliott might pop up and say, oh yeah, this is the one that I like, but you still get the education of you like it or not to whereas now, streaming, you know, I don't need that. I watch what I want to watch, when I want to watch it, or like listen to whatever I want to listen to. So that's why it's a lot tougher because everyone has a decision to make. I think the only streams of infiltrating are like radio. I think that's quite important because radio's radio no one chooses what's on the radio only they can you know what i'm saying so if they wanted to change how things were that would be one way of doing it and you know another way is that spotify playlist you know that's like the next thing so like everything's kind of in those hands yeah. so it's it's a lot you know it, it is what it is grant man it's it but is. do you think that like because obviously you said about representing the other and I think for some people that could mean you're like this solo, like solitary person, but actually you've kind of like built a movement around yeah. that and there's a lot of other artists that represent similar things to you, yeah. but all make completely different music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How important has that been to like build like that network around you? It's, it's everything, man. That network is, is, is... That network is everything to me, man. It's like what I've been trying to do for a long time man it's everything it's like it's the example that we can do something else 
it's just freedom man it's like someone fighting to be to be free it's like yo I, I, this is what i want to do do you get what i'm saying it's like i know i want to be successful and stuff like that but it's, it's like if we can be the people that help push that narrative i feel we could the world can be a great place you know you could wake up and feel different like you know you're just feeling different you know imagine waking up and you just got to bang out like a drill tune it's like your head's always in the one kind of space or it's like nothing wrong with drill you might be saying that but there's other things you know it's like when um let's say like a james blake fan you probably think in your head you probably map out how you think that person might look what they might be into there's always a path of how they would have got to that do you get what i'm saying but the thing is it's like a lot of more it's, it's so broad and a lot more people can get into these things you know and i'm trying to like help bridge those gaps you know just to train educate us and you know make the world a better place i believe yeah yeah hopefully and one of the things i wanted to talk to you about is like mentorship because you talked about like how you've had conversations i remember we did an interview where you talked about how like you had a conversation with a side which then completely changed yeah like your direction and stuff or like quez who like executive produced the album but then so you've got mentors who you talk to and help you but then you also it feels to me at least that you're also a mentor for some other artists and stuff how important is that kind of chain of like sharing information but also not having an ego so that you can take on other people's advice yeah um i say get get the right friends <laughs> get the right friends get the people that have their best interest in yourself people that will allow you to be you and only think about ways to help you improve as opposed to like ways well to ways to help you improve the vision at hand as opposed to like ways to bend the vision a bit to try and make some things work you, without guidance you can't really do anything because someone has to tell you that this stuff is real do you get what i'm saying someone might look at like I don't know Benji Tune or Oscar and be like nah, I don't know if people like that music people do like the music so we have to be the example that make people think oh people actually do like the music you know what I'm saying like, and then kids can wake up and be like you know what I'm going to change it you know I was going to go today and talk about like you know robbing this you or like, drawing this girl you know let me just think about something else you know what I'm saying let me yeah. just think about something else I can say you know maybe let me try and make a song out of that you know let's let's try with the craft if I never had um if I never had these mentors, I don't know, man. I don't even know what I'd, I'd, I'd be doing. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be here today. Do you know what I'm saying? Because they understand that I'm not huge, but they understand my potential. And, and I think they understand that how important it is for someone like me to continue. So their conversations will always be more about empowerment. And, and and other ways to believe in yourself. Someone has to gas you, man. Like, if you ain't gone on to gas, you're finished. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Someone's got to be a fan and and gas you. And somebody have to understand. Like, yeah, I know you're not big, but they have to see you for what you can be. Mm -hmm. That's it, actually. People have to stay away from people who don't who see you for what you are. You need to find people that can see you for what you can be, for what your potential is, and then you do the best with those people. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I'm just me, you know, yeah. but it's like what I can be is what I need to be like judged by, yeah, trust. But do you think those people also have to have like 
an, an another side to them like a bit of honesty they they can't just be like a yes man and tell you that everything you've made is Im- a banger impossible they can never be but all my mentors are amazing um, they've got the best ears in the world man so it's like they'll tell me basically when you get to a certain level I think yeah people feel they can it's like being an adult it's like certain things your mum would, wouldn't say to you when you're 15 now that you're 23 she'd be like bruv listen yeah this what you know what I'm saying they can approach you differently and that's the same thing when like someone's doing music and they're just doing their thing and it's like alright cool you're just doing your thing there's a certain way I'm going to speak to you about it and just, just help you empower yourself I think because I'm at that level them not, and they're at that level it's like they just never hold back they just tell me exactly what it is and what they think because they know I can handle it. And because I, I don't come across as like defensive, I just come across as, hey, what do you think? No? Yes? No? Rubbish? Trash? You've got to be open to that. Because once someone senses that you're not open to that, they won't, they'll always approach you with care. And that might not help you grow. Because you might have the, you know, you might get the wrong idea about something and it's like, you don't always know the best thing in the room. You know, when I thought, I thought my album was amazing when I played it to A-side. I thought he was going to go mad. I was imagining his face. I was thinking, man, when he hears this boy, he's going to go mad. And he's just, just like, hmm. Yeah, he didn't even really move his head like that. And I was like, what? What? No way. He's like, yeah, man. Rags, man. I was thinking, just trying to compete with like other rappers. and He's in my house, LA, telling me this stuff. You know what I'm saying? And I played one of Carte's tunes. Cartel Zoom at the time, and started moving his head like, Woo! and I looked, I was like, wow, look, I can't even get A-Side's head to move, you know what I'm saying, so I went back and, and worked a lot harder, and, I, and I, I am better now, you know, but if I never had that kind of honesty, you know what I'm saying, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. Mm. How do you approach, because I think, you know, putting putting stuff out under your own name, but then also you have this like, you know, behind the scenes element of like really pushing artists like Carte, like how do you ensure that you're doing the same amount of work on both or that you're like, you know, not keeping the best beats for yourself or? You don't know, innit? It's on a whim. I have no clue. I don't know if I'm doing good for myself or, or, I don't know. I don't even know, innit? Like all I know is that I can always do better for myself and for anybody else that I'm helping. That's one thing I do know. Over how good I'm doing or not, I have no clue, you know, like we'll just have to keep seeing as we keep progressing because, you know, at the end of the day, this vision's so hard. It's a, it's a tough vision to push. So yeah, I expect it to be a lot harder, a lot more strenuous and, you know, like, I don't know, man. I hope I'm doing a good job, but I could do better. Yeah, We could always do better, yeah. What urges you to, to do that, to help people? Because whenever I speak to you, it's never just about... It never feels like you're just talking about your own stuff. You're like very conscious of the people around you and are trying to progress everyone. Um, that's the kind of person I've always been, man. I've always been like a responsible person, man. Um, I'm I'm like I'm a caretaker, man. I take care of the family first. There's this thing. It's like I always you think of like entertainment and anything. When when one person makes it out. It's never as fun because you have to start going like fashion week with like people on your level, but you don't even know them. Laugh at rubbish jokes and 
smiling all the time and you know you might not even be in that vibe you know what i'm saying you can't feel as strong because it's like you have to you have a help everyone else is still on the ground or you go and join a new clique it's one of the two things you can do in this game you either help all your friends and help them get up or you're gonna go and join new people and then come tell your real friends the stories about how how great your life has been and just look at them in their faces that's how i see it yeah you know what i'm saying it's one or the other we all got a We've all got to get there. Not just one person. Everyone has to get there. Like, we're a family. Never leave anyone behind. Yeah. Because you're someone who's always like, I feel like your music and, and your taste level and everything that you're doing is always progressing. Does that ever make it hard to release music because you know that in six months you might be on a completely different vibe? Uh, no, because fortunately enough for me, I think I make timeless music. So Yeah. It's never hard. It's never hard to make music. You know, like, nah, because we we all specialize in in making timeless moments. Um, so it's like whenever you, it drops, when it decides to drop, it will be just as amazing. You know, whenever it decides to to come out, because I feel like we still, as a culture here, we have a lot to learn musically before we have to start. Like, basically, none of us are on our toes, man. Like. I think we're really good. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. yeah. I think we're really good, man. So, nah, no stress with that. Yeah. And and I like the way that you give the music time to breathe because I'm still, like, literally earlier this week, I was recommending nature to somebody. It? And it's like... Thank you, man. But it's just like, you know, it doesn't feel like... A lot, a lot of other albums that came out a year ago would mm. actually, because music's moving so fast, mm. wouldn't really cut it. Yeah, because that's, that's the whole thing about making, like, moments, man. Timeless moments. You know, that that is what you need to... Because it always stands the test of time and people can always discover it. That's the thing. It's always new to somebody, man. Like, But you got to really make the extra effort. That's why it's like, if you try and make tunes to keep up with everyone, they can never last as long. See what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like, trust me. Yeah. Anyway, because of the way that you think about music and the way that you listen to music and study it, I wondered like how whether there's whether there is a disparity between the music that's in your head and the music that is actually your like output in. Hundred percent, man. Like I don't listen. Like it's totally different. The music I listen to has nothing to do with what I put out. Yeah, and it's like that's one thing as a musician you have to accept have to you've got to accept you've got to accept that Kendrick is not going to be Tinashe Tinashe is not going to be Lauren Vila Lauren Vila is not going to be Robbie Williams you've got to understand and accept that these are all great people in their own right they do what they can do best that's their special power where people get where you can get messed up is hearing something really loving it wanting to make something like that and it isn't for you and you keep trying to get to that thing that wasn't yours yeah it's not your superpower bruv do you get what i'm saying like wolverine's got his spikes cyclops got the eyes thing you don't see them trying to have each other's powers that's what you have to take in consideration once you find out what your thing is no one can ever touch you at your game it's only when you play other people's games 
it's when you start losing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, stay in your game. How do you work out what your superpower is? You find out what you're best at. So for me, let's say that nature came out and you just go to the, the moment that everyone liked best. <laughs> right. Yeah. By trying to put stuff out and finding out, you know. Finding so it's out like trial and error kind trial of. Trial and error. Trial and error. To find out what your best power is. Yeah. My best moments are what, you know, what everyone else kind of liked. And, you know, whatever comes natural to you. That's how you find it. It's like when you go in there and you do this, it's like whatever, right. This is what I did straight away. Find your way. Find the best version of yourself through whatever was natural to you. Don't try and. You should never be trying. Like I want to try. No, no, no. You can get inspired. That's fine. But don't try to do what someone else does if it's not if it's not your thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's how you lose. Like music I listen to, admire it. You know, like Tame Impala. I don't make music like Tame Impala. Yeah. I love. It's one of my favorite albums. I have nothing to do with that. I listen to it like man. If I could just, oh, there must be a way I could, oh, sh- man, you know what I'm saying? But I know Tame Impala are tame. Rags is rags. I know that if they probably heard my album, they'd be able to appreciate it just as much as they'd appreciate their own. Do you know what I'm saying? But thinking that I need to make Tame Impala music so Tame Impala like it. Yeah. But the influence is there because when you say that you like Tame Impala, yeah. it's not like a surprise. Do you know what I mean? It's not like, wow, he listens to that because yeah, yeah, that yeah. is like, it's, they're not a million miles away but obviously like you say you're not it doesn't sound like you're trying to make yeah Tame yeah, Impala yeah. records so yeah. I guess the influence naturally seeps into the music yes, without man. overtaking it most definitely because yeah because you learn there's things I can take from that album and pull it into my own do you know what I'm saying that's why it's important to branch out if you're always listening to the same thing how, how do you learn it's like reading the same book every day yeah what new information do you get or reading the same paper that's actually better if you read the same newspaper every day, you haven't learned anything. There's no new news. Same thing with music. Yeah. There's no different. People just think it's different because it's music. It isn't. Yeah. Yeah. From putting out nature, hmm. what have you learned in in that sort of trial and error way that you were describing? What have you learned that will now go into the music that you make moving forward or the music that you're making right now? Nature was like I kind of put that out just to see what happens. I didn't know what was. I didn't know if anyone is even gonna like it. You know what I'm saying? But from nature, I kind of learnt more of what my fans like and what they're into. So it's like there's gonna be ways. There's only ways I'm gonna manipulate this next project that I'm gonna do, and it's a lot more tempo based as well. I realize that my fans like to move a lot. You know what I'm saying? So we're gonna put some more tempo in there. A lot more sweeter, tasteful melodies as well. Nature was quite a mood, and it, it was like a time, space, and time. So we're gonna brighten it up a bit as well. It'd be nice to get some elements like that in there, um, and just be more myself, man. You know, really try and push it with the next one. Yeah. Yeah. When you were talking before, just about music as like newspapers. What's some music that's come out recently that you've felt like whether you liked it or not you really learnt from it that's a man that's a never ending conversation Grant man that's like I hear something new every day that right. I like man like psh, you know and how are you looking for how are you like finding music is it streaming services or like how how are you discovering um, new stuff Spotify sometimes uh, going out hearing music yeah. and then um and recommendations. I think recommendations is my most, is, is the, it's the highest, but um, 
recommendations and like Spotify playlists and stuff. That's that's kind of how I okay. been discovering because the blog stuff isn't really there like it's that. It's relevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is what I'm saying so. But going out as well, I think is, is it. Do you think it's important to to get it from that environment rather than just sat? Uh, most definitely, because then you kind of know what you'd want to do. You know, if you want to like go out and see what people are listening to, where's the energy? Where's the kids? Where's the youth? What kind of baselines? What what's driving them? What's making them move? You gotta go out and feel it. You can't play it in your house. Yeah, it's not the same. You gotta feel it. You gotta be in the crowd. You know, two hundred people, whatever everyone's in this moment and you just kind of all right cool that's how that moment went down and you make it in the studio you know just in the studio you don't know how it's going to affect people how it's really going to feel until you like hear it out i think it's important to go out and see what djs are doing Mm. yeah and again is it's same with with music you can't just go to the same party every week um well or do you, you have to you, get it from different spaces and different DJs? And uh, you just have to hope that the DJ actually changes their set list now and right. then. <laughs> yeah. And I think you'll be fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you can try a party in other places, but it's not as necessary, man. It's just like every now and then, go to a rave, you know, whatever fashion week or whatever go fashion week and see what the you know the DJs are playing, see what people like. And just see how they react. It's not as detrimental, but it definitely does help if you want to get the vibe of, of energy. You yeah. Know? Like you have to feel it though in the flesh. Yeah. Mm. Especially if you're trying to make music to make people move. Yeah, like, yeah. If you want people to move, they all go out and see what they're moving to. Got to see how they're moving. There's like old bounces. You might not even have the new bounce. There might be a new bounce. Yeah, you got to learn it. You know what I'm saying? You got to get out there, man. Yeah. Yeah, you got to feel it, man. What do you think's been the most difficult thing that you've had to? overcome so far in your musical career um understanding that i am my own person and like coming to terms of like you know whatever's for me is for me you know i just have to be like whatever's for me is for me and accepting that my journey is is of purpose as opposed to for me so just accepting that yeah my journey is just a purpose i have like a purpose as opposed to like I'm making this music for my own self benefit once I accepted that everything was a lot easier to do and I understood why I make why I make and why I have this perspective it's like it's deeper than me it's you know it's nothing to do with me it's for you lot and it's like as I keep saying man the the whole reason like even me just being here today being able to give you lot nature that's a blessing, like just being able to do it. You know, it's like it was so diverse, and a lot of people got to hear it. And it's like in my head, it's like I'm just the happiest moment is like, man, I can't wait when people play track one. What are they gonna be thinking? What are they gonna be doing? Because I know for a fact this is gonna be fresh sounds in somebody's ear. That's so exciting, man. You get what I'm saying? And like the fact that I was able to do it. You know, things have allowed me to be here to like even give this stuff to you. That's a blessing in itself, man. That's enough for me. So if I continue doing that, you know, I'll just be happy, man. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And what's the what does success look like? What's the kind of ultimate vision for where you're trying we're, to go? We're, no, we're already successful, man. You know, I'm not gonna lie. Like, we're alive. You know, we're here. You know, we're still in the game. You know, music is tough, but we're still doing it. We're, every day, successful, man. 
there's always like everything else is a blessing accolades and stuff awards whatever whatever but it's a journey you know as long as you're able to do it you know it's like my whole thing was always trying to like leave work back in the day like oh if i could just if I, that was my dream man if i could just just do wake up and just do music that would be amazing man that's success i've been able to do that for so many years now and it's like man i'm fine Th- that was the hell the right. hell part was having to work and trying to juggle it the fact that i've made it off that ground is like yo my journey's it's already happening it's already in motion do you get what i'm saying it's like everything else is, is a bonus yeah mm. what what happened to allow you to to leave work um faith i'm joking that, that but um obviously i got some I did like a gamble, man. I saved up a lot of money when I was at my last... Uh, this, this is uh, probably like five years ago. But at uh, my last job. And I saved money and just took the dive, you know. And I just said, it just has to work itself out. So I did some like production stuff, which kind of helped me stay afloat so I didn't have to go into work and I could just focus on doing other things. Do you know what I'm saying? So that was a, a big blessing as well, being able to like, survive in other ways of music other than me having to be front forth as an artist and it kind of allowed me to develop myself so it's like whether there'll be another person with that perspective I'm not sure Um, because how else would you make nature not not to big up the album I'm just saying why would you have that perspective because if I'm a brand new artist my whole focus is being able to like get my stuff my ship moving so I'd be doing music that everyone else would be e- it'd be easier to get into because that would help the ship move you know financially get some bookings and stuff like that so you can only kind of make an album like nature if you don't have like pressure you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. You can only do it without pressure because you need time to develop yeah. and get it to that stage because someone would be like, yo, man, why would you drop that tune, man? Don't you want to make peace, fam? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? That's like, why are you doing that, man? Just do, just go and do like, come on, bro. Don't you want to make peace, fam? Like, don't, like, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. you have to come to terms with that. Only someone with, with peace, you got to have peace of mind, you know what I'm saying? But you, you can't do it if you're stressed because then you end up you know, you have to take desperate measures sometimes and you might do something that you might have not wanted to do at the time. So, and that's why like development is like, is is the key. Yeah. You know, development, however however you, you do it, people need time to develop to be themselves. But you know, development comes financials and not everyone wants to like, not everyone wants to take the gamble and lose the money, you know? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. that's why no one gets developed. You know, like big conversation now. I know this is off topic, but anyway, okay. big conversation is like, all right. So let's look at like like dark skinned girls, bruv. Yeah, I know no one really touches on this. Yeah, bruv, we have none, bruv, none, none, bro. We have Nao. Let's uh, and then there's like Ray Black. Tell me if I'm missing anyone. And Vula, <laughs> bruv, I'm probably missing someone, but man. Three, you're telling me only three girls want to sing. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. seriously, bro, like free? How can they be free at surface level, man? And it's like, come on, man. Like, but it's just like, I hate that narrative, but it's like, you know, when I think that's one of my goals, man. Like, if I like, make a lot of money in music, hopefully, man, 
I want to like build a foundation, like actual trust fund for like like dark skinned female creatives, not the men because the men don't get as hard as women. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. There's something about a man that's it's like such a male dominant industry, so it's like whatever the man says, the man says. It's like if a guy makes a, a shit tune. No one ain't telling them to tune shit. They just say, yeah, well, shit, you know, and then move on. But when a girl makes a shit tune, people kill the girl. Like, you know what I'm saying? Even girls kill the girl. A girl won't tell a guy he's tune shit. They'll let him do his thing. But if a girl makes a bad tune, it's like they, the standards so such that triple standards. Girls have to be like, the girl has to be pretty, her weave, everything has, all these things have to be done. For to get that minimal approval where a guy could make a greasy tune on a block, but a girl can't do that. There's so many things that come together with the girl. But it's like, how do you expect a girl to... You, you, no one has peas to do. You just can't do it. Yeah. How do you expect her to get her, her shit right? Do you get what I'm saying? It's not it's not easy as a, like a guy. We can do the scruffy thing, get fans and stuff like that. Girls got to look sharp. They got to get the right lessons. You got to sing well. Do you get what I'm saying? Like... I definitely want to create like a foundation. I'm going to do it as well. You know what I'm saying? God, God willing, God bless me. I swear to God. Like just a foundation for dark skin, creative musicians. You get what I'm saying? Just to help them get their stuff together. Cause then they need the investment. Like yeah. when I was like coming up and doing sessions and stuff like that. Yeah. So I go in all these like session rooms and it's like, I don't see dark skin girls getting the opportunity. I don't see them in there. I don't see people like, taking them under their wing for management and like putting them in positions where they can actually get better because that's what they need. They don't get it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the fact that there's only three, like three, I've only named yeah, three. Yeah. It's like, bro, you tell me. Three that me, spring to mind. Three that away, spring yeah. to mind, but it's like on surface level, that's terrible. Yeah. In the whole of the UK, bro, are yeah. you crazy? So it's like, they just don't get the development because obviously the gamble was not like, it's not like a pretty, like, like not like, not pretty, but like, you know, what I'm saying? you know the casual like you know glamorous light skinned girl who just get more shots it's just 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 what it is do you get what I'm saying like it's easier to develop not like saying that you know they don't earn it or anything or they're not good at music it's just that the, the gamble gets taken yeah you know what I'm saying and I understand it because you know obviously working with like a lot of creatives you know I work with a lot of like dark skinned girls who are creative and it's like, like man you you could be so sick if just someone just believed enough to just put the money in. Yeah. Where it's different in America. Black girls everywhere, bruv. But the difference is, is, is black people in the offices. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's black vice presidents who will spend all the money, give them the mad budget for the video, give them the development, sign them, do all that stuff because they understand what's going on. They'll take the gamble on their people. So it's like, you know, and you know, over here it's just not like that. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, like we're not in the, you know, the VPs like that. It just doesn't happen. Do you know what I'm saying? So, I definitely want to like start that foundation because I know you know working with so many artists, how important it is to be developed. It's like a lot of them artists now. Look at like Dev Hines, you know, he does his thing in America. Kelsey Liu, America. These are like all UK artists. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? LMA, America. You know what I'm saying? All of these things, and it's like, yo, sometimes here, it's just slower. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when you have like, but it's like that development is necessary. Yeah. You have to have the development, but it comes with investment and it comes with belief. So, God willing, I want to open that up, man, you know, and put some money down for, like, girls. I don't know, I fund their, like, EP campaigns and stuff like that and just talk them through it, just trying to, to just help them, like, boom, go and do your thing. Everyone gets a fair shot. 
you know what I'm saying? Yeah, God willing, man. So that's just one thing is that's just one thing I've noticed um in the UK. We could definitely do with some more dark skinned heroes. The kids need some more people to look up to, you know what I'm saying? It's like we need some more dark skinned heroes in here, man. Like, you get me? We've got the men, but when there's the queens, bro. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, where are they, man? We uh, yeah, God willing. We need more, man. Yeah. Mm. And lastly, what what are you most proud of about what you've achieved on this journey so far? Uh, I don't have a most proud moment. I don't have. It's, I'm. I'm just happy that I'm uh, still alive. That's what I'm happy about. I'm happy that I'm still alive and still able. Yeah. To do it, and that's my goal every day. It's like tomorrow I'm not able. I wake up wicked. It's another day, another day to fight. Do you know what I'm saying? It could be worse. It could be better though. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like, but I'm. I'm happy that I have a family unit that. I have, I'm happy I have a family. That's what I'm happy about, man. I'm happy that I'm not alone in it and everyone's seen everybody for what they are and, you know, people are finally recognising that there's an intention behind it. I'm happy at what we're creating, you know what I'm saying? Because it's going to be dangerous, crazy dangerous in a couple of years. And I'm happy that we've the vision that I had then, everyone's being able to see it now. You know, Yeah, that's my most happy moment, the Mindy King's family. Thank you for listening to Making Conversation with Grant Bryden featuring Rags Original. If you like this episode, then please be sure to rate, comment and subscribe wherever you're listening to podcasts. You can find Rags at Rags Original on socials and check out his album Nature on streaming services. You can find me on social media at Grant Bryden. Thank you to Kiki where this series of Making Conversation was recorded.